Welcome to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. I'm Benjamin Kwan. I'm Matthias Brimmer. I'm Mara Zumberg. I'm Joseph Hardy. Zachary Reinhardt. As we tape this today, it is uh, Friday, no, Saturday, uh, Saturday, August 3rd. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, if some of us seem a little out of it today, um, uh, me and Zach and Mara went to the Chapo Trap House live show in Traverse City last night. It was quite a bit of fun. Yeah, it was a shit show. Yeah. Oh, it was a big shit show. Uh, what, t- what time do you guys get back? Uh, about, it was uh, 4 42 in the morning. <laughs> wow. Nice, nice. I specifically remember because it was that long. It's <laughs> a long Friday. <laughs> so, you guys enjoyed yourselves then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good time. It was, oh, yeah. it was a really good time. Um, it was, it was uh, neat getting to meet a couple of the Chapo people. Um, by the time the show was over, they, they were definitely uh, very drunk. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Shout out to uh, Smoking with Matt Chrisman. That was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, Arjun had a very, very... Our, our friend Arjun uh, had a very, very long conversation with uh, Virgil Texas uh, sitting outside the bar. I think only one person's going to remember that conversation, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and it's totally not Virgil. <laughs> 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 he and I did have a really fun conversation before that, though, about legalizing all drugs and uh, making them like produced through a better enterprise. And I was like, "Hell yeah, this is great!" <laughs> yeah. Well, like I, I, as I was walking up on uh, their conversation, Arjun was saying something about um, something about Cheney during the lead up to the Iraq War, and Virgil said, "You know, I, I've been on the verge of, of throwing up all night, and I think I'm about to do it <laughs> after hearing that." <laughs> I really wanted to uh, go to the the other one that they had on um, Thursday for the second debate. Oh yeah, um, and I was thinking. I heard okay, that was even more of a shit show. Oh yeah, no, I I didn't end up going because the drive was just way too long, and I was feeling lazy as hell. But I wanted to get a white T-shirt and make a stencil and uh, make some kind of an Alan Dershowitz and or effort. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein shirt because I felt like yeah yeah that that is exactly how I'm going to get these people's attention. <laughs> Jesus. Well, if you hello, my brain is fucking gone. Right. Talk to me. Matthias's brain has been thoroughly poisoned by uh, uh, Epstein brain. Yeah, no, I'm I'm Gonzo. I learned about um, Operation Gladio, and now everything is. Oh, I learned about Operation Gladio and also Lyndon LaRouche. Can you can you just uh, what are those those two okay, things? Okay, Gladio is um, post World War II. The CIA went into all of the free countries, you know, the not communist countries, and you know, kind of helped work with what remained of a lot of their intelligence agencies, but also organized crime ring, like notably the Sicilian mafia. Um, and would offer them protection for things such as smuggling heroin from Marseille to the United States in exchange for making certain communist and union agitators disappear. So, you know, it was like a Cold War tactic kind of thing. Um, so, you know, the, the CIA have just 
a, a limitless history, and that was all under Alan Dulles, um, who I learned actually made his money by illegally selling uh, or doing business with the Nazis oh, yeah, during yeah. embargo, yeah. which I did not know, and it is made, actually uh, how horror, the Bush, the Bush mm-hmm. family, yeah, yeah. H.W.'s father made a shitload of money by just selling all this shit to uh, Prescott. Uh, yeah, yeah, Prescott and him were uh, both uh, good, good friends. Wonderful people. Mm. Wonderful yeah. people. Wonderful people. Wonderful dynasties. <laughs> yes, we, we love on doing business with the Nazis. We, love, <laughs> we really love our dynasties. We do. Like I just love reading Liz Cheney's foreign policy recommendations. <laughs> that, that did not make my head fucking explode five minutes after waking up yesterday. That's not what happened. <laughs> uh, those who follow our Facebook uh, might have seen uh, we posted this a couple days ago. Or yesterday, where um, Liz Cheney said in response to uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, key question for Elizabeth Warren uh, today, which American cities and how many American citizens are you willing to sacrifice with your policy of forcing the U.S. to absorb a nuclear attack before we can strike back? Trump would let Baltimore get nuked. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then he just declare a state of emergency. He, he, he would he would nuke Baltimore yeah. and be like, "Oh no, Iran, uh, they did it." And then and then he would declare a state of emergency. It would be, yeah. that would be uh, it would be like the shittiest. That's my biggest fear actually in this presidency right that that right there. The state of emergency thing. Yep. Oh my god. Like to be honest. I like how when he declared the state of emergency over the border, like, he immediately had a press conference where he was like, and I didn't even have to do it, you know? Like, <laughs> this is just the only way you can get people's attention. It was like, it was, like less, it was less than 24 hours after these. <laughs> like, like, you're, you're just, like, that's the only thing you have to not say. <laughs> Saying the quiet parts out loud, right? I always have to calm. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone drop everything. (laughs) I will say one thing, though, on the subject of um, the CIA's uh, just um, constant infestation of everything. Um, You know, thinking about the way that informants, and I know that it's the FBI and Cointelpro went into the Black Panthers and got, you know, like... um, all those people killed Fred Hampton and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, look up Lyndon LaRouche if you don't know about him, because he was a guy who was initially a leftist organizer, and then he suddenly, mysteriously became extremely right-wing while always maintaining that he was on the left. So like a, the CIA version of Dave Rubin? Well... Yes, except that he had a pretty much a cult political party that would attack a, like communist party USA rallies and stuff like that. And it is theorized Ruben that has the CIA dozens of fans, yeah. dozens of fans. Well, I mean, I guess cross your fingers that it doesn't get this far. But uh, some of the Larusians were the people who they were invited onto Reagan's national security like advisory and they were like yo you guys ever heard about beam weapons and they 
like a month later, they're like, okay, so we're going to do the Star Wars program. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah, Space Force 1.0. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the parallels between Reagan and, and Trump are becoming, you know, vastly oh, greater. Oh, it's incredible. It's oh, incredible. Yeah. Also, though, I want to point out, like, how fucking posh the LaRouchians on my uh, security council, like, just the name. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't Lyndon LaRouche just die recently? He died, um, I think he died in January or February. Amen. I just realized, now that we're talking about this, that two out of the last three Republican presidents have proposed some sort of space-based defense system. <laughs> we have Space Force and the Star Wars programs and the fucking Starship Troopers. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> well, uh, I think it was like toward... Uh, it was like at the very end of his presidency. Obama either issued an executive order or he signed a bill having to do with the regulation of space mining, like asteroid mining. Cool. Which cool. I'm, I'm disappointed that yeah, I played Halo. That sounds right awesome, now. you know? Yeah. Elon Musk was really pissed about that. He's like, God damn. Regulations! <laughs> Regulate God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Killing space jobs. <laughs> How can I get my unobtainium? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're mining a, a, a secret chemical that they use to produce adrenochrome. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't be legislated as much, though. Yeah, no, that that's true because they'd all be in on it. They're um, that Obama would be their mining, like, you know, their mining ecstasy. They're shutting down the mining of ecstasy because they hate fun. <laughs> uh, like uh, Joe Biden. You want to talk about the? You want to talk about that? Uh, what those debates? Yeah, I, yeah, we could do that. <laughs> that's a you want to start with the? Should we start with the first night or second night? Let's start like, with the first. Let's night. start with the first night. Let's start on good news. So if, if you if you watch the first night, you probably had a fair amount of fun. Uh, if you watch the second night, oh my fucking god! Boring. I was considering eating a bullet by like minute forty five. <laughs> I wanted to go like Kang Duke, that monk in Vietnam, and just light myself on fucking fire. <laughs> so I, uh, I mean, obviously Sanders won the first night. Yeah, yeah. If I had to, if I had to put a list, I would say that um, Sanders, Warren, and then uh, PDB, B uh, Budigig, and 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 um, I, I would say a distant fourth would actually be Orb Quid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, she, just, by the, just by the nature of not being slaughtered like some of the other ones. Uh, she, <laughs> her reparations answer got a lot of really high praise. Yeah. Um, I thought that her closings. I mean, I like her quite a bit, but I thought her closing statement was like a fucking train wreck. Um, and and was that honestly, one where she said something about dark psychic forces. No, that was that was part of the, um, <laughs> the <laughs> reparation slash uh, flint thing. Yeah, My, Marianne Williamson was definitely like a very like. Wow, that sounds really. Oh, what? Yeah. Okay, but like, which is like not. always the case with Marianne. You're yeah. just like yeah. in a constant state of confusion. Yeah. You're like, right. I don't know if you're good or not. But she says it in that sultry preacher way, and you're like, but I feel good about myself. <laughs> I feel the love. The craziest thing that was outside of the debates. Um, so the they happened in the Fox Theater in Detroit, and right next to that is the Fillmore, and. 
Marianne Williamson was having a debate watch party or like her fans in Michigan were having a debate watch party at the Fillmore. So her face was on the like the theater Paula. next door on the billboard. And there were like 40 people as people were entering the debate, like standing out front with Marianne Williamson, like signs for hours and carrying hours. Carrying orbs. No, I'm they're carrying, yeah. <laughs> no, they're carrying the love of the orbs. The love of the orbs. <laughs> they're, they're, sending their, they're sending their psychic, you know, good psychic energy into oh, yeah. the... <laughs> One of them told me that I should choose Marianne because Marianne chooses love. (laughs) I mean, that's not the best best reason to support her. Right. That's what politics is at the end of the day, right? Love. (laughs) All you need is love. (laughs) What was everyone's favorite moment? Um, I liked... Uh, I liked Bernie telling Jake Tapper that his questions were Republican talking points. Ooh, yeah. And... And then following it up by saying that the healthcare industry was going to be advertising those exact talking points later in the evening. Which they did. Uh, which, which they, they did. did. And both both of those comments got huge applause. So Yeah. And like it pissed tremendous, off. tremendous applause. <laughs> <laughs> and it like pissed off CNN. Like afterwards you could Good. tell like all the, the moderators like uh, it's not a republic. It's a question. It's not a Republican talking point. Why are they? I can't believe they're gonna ask. They're gonna be asked these questions, and it's like, no, they're not. If you ask, like, you know, serious it, questions, they're not going to be asked those questions if you don't ask those fucking questions. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Guys, did, did anyone see the? Um, I think my favorite moment was. Uh, did anyone see? Um, Chris Matthews afterwards talking to Elizabeth Warren. No. No. Oh my. Oh god. my god. I so heard like about it though. Oh. He, yeah. He's like he's he's basically like so uh, Medicare for all is going to raise taxes on the middle class, right? And she's like, no, it's it's going to be a net savings for for most people. And he's like, yeah, but it's going to be a net savings based on the fact that you're going to raise middle class taxes, right? And she's like, no, we're going to save people money. And like he just like couldn't like stand the fact that she wouldn't say it and like he literally asked her I, I mean it was like probably seven times he asked her the exact same question his face just getting like redder and redder as he goes like i thought he was like legit gonna have a stroke like by the time that he was done and like warren's just sitting there with like a smile on her face and she's like, no, it's gonna save people money uh, this isn't hard uh, math is simple on the newest episode of the underculture jayma domian does a uh, like a fake phone call where chris matthews calls elizabeth warren at 1 a.m and he's like you dodged the question you dodged the question chris are are you in the parking lot of the marriott <laughs> amazing <laughs> but actually i saw sorry i saw marianne williams um in interviewed by anderson cooper yesterday and he did the exact same thing about like some comment she had made about antidepressants and it was just like five minutes of watching them just like say the same thing back and forth and back and forth and it was like wow this is really a waste of airtime for quote unquote journalism but i mean it is cnn i'm gonna say i feel like that's journalism wait but journalism light but who do we think did did better far as moderating though msnbc or uh, or cnn i can't believe i'm even saying this but msnbc yeah i I would concur fox news did better moderating like the town halls that they did then cnn did last night like you mean um last week or last week rather 
Yeah, yeah. Whatever. whatever. When time, time is time not happens. real. Yeah. See, me, I thought that CNN did a pretty good job besides Jake Tapper. I think that, you know, I, I think Dana Bash and Don Lemon um, were it's, doing it's, good. It's Dana. <laughs> or Dana, Dana Bash. I, so, um, I don't know. I, th- I thought that, um, generally speaking, the candidates spoke more even after they were told to shut up in the second debate. Except so, for Joe. Yeah, yeah. Who cut Would himself you, off? Could he be in the middle of a critical point for his campaign and be like, thank you, Mr. Vice President? And he would just stop. Oh, I, I, I'm out of time. Like, How many oh, critical oh, points well. is he really making, though? Is my question. Well, <laughs> like, uh, just a quote unquote <laughs> critical point to his campaign. I think um, I know Obama. Three, zero, three, three. I, I think that he, he's cutting himself off because the less that he talks, the better it is for his campaign. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. What we, uh, I think uh, you and I were listening to it. It was like a, a, a super composed of like all of the attacks against Biden. And when you don't hear Biden talk, you almost kind of feel bad for him. And then you remember like the things that he said in between those attacks and you're like, Nah, <laughs> but like here's the other thing. I don't think he ever shuts up outside of a moderator being like, "Thank you, Mr. Vice President." Like I can't no. see him stopping any other time. Like, not great on boundaries. He just doesn't, um, he just doesn't look very he just doesn't look very sharp. There are multiple times where he was asked a question. And he sort of just like gave a pause, like he was processing. It seemed like every single you know every single candidate just seemed you know sharper and you know. They all looked off, actually. Like, Gillibrand froze. Um, yeah, Bennett. Bennett. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the everyone beast. Off. Like, did everyone just, like, do, you know, take shrooms beforehand? It's like, yeah, yeah. you're off in your own little world. <laughs> Bennett looked like he had just been, like, going to town on a flask, like, right in the wings. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he looked drunk as a hell. Like, and let me tell you. Half of this auditorium is going to be taken off of healthcare. It will be illegal. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it, you are getting me way too excited. I need you to take it down at least five notches. <laughs> I would love to see a debate between him and Ben Carson, though. <laughs> Moderated by Herman Cain. <laughs> The Terry Shiva debates. Sleepwalkers in action. Special guest, Jeb Bush. Please clap. <laughs> He's, he, they'll have him there. As like a, you know those signs that say applause? <laughs> yeah, just him. He'll be there instead. He'll say, please clap. <laughs> Uh, but back to the first night, I, I think that um, the best the best the best moment that I liked um, from that night was Elizabeth Warren just completely just ending John Delaney's <laughs> game, murdering him on stage, <laughs> murdering <laughs> on stage, and eating his still beating heart <laughs> while he watched. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say that moment and a couple other like really good responses that she gave. I think that she and Bernie pretty much tied in terms of like the strongest performances. Um, they're very different performances, though. I well, thought. I mean, they're very much characteristic of how they are, yeah. you know. Uh, but I would say that both of them have loosened up quite a bit. Oh yeah, um, they've really loosened up. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I could not imagine three months ago Elizabeth Warren pretty much telling John Delaney like, 
Why are you running for president? I thought you were somebody you else's aide. <laughs> <laughs> when you stepped up to the stage, I was shocked and surprised. I thought, I thought that you were a character from uh, Who Killed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> no, he's seriously a cartoon. That smile, yeah, that like shit-eating grin that he does. Every time he's just like getting wrecked, he's like... Uh, actually, I want to say I loved in his opening statement how he immediately attacked Warren and Sanders by name. And the first thing that I thought was like, damn, this is like David and Goliath, except if David did not have any uh, divine protection whatsoever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he rose the pebble and Goliath smashed it. <laughs> David did not have God on his side. Yeah. Yep. He God's only like, has the slingshot. How are you going to do? God's like, uh, yeah, John. I don't think this is going to happen today. Hey, John, I think you should drop out. I've been reading these Twitter, uh, th- these trending hashtags. I think though I'm a, I'm a basic bitch, and one of my favorite moments was uh, with Tim Ryan when uh, Bernie's like, "I wrote the damn bill." He's like, "You don't know that?" Uh, yes, I fucking do. Dumbass. Tim Ryan apparently learned nothing from the first debate. <laughs> Tim Ryan looked like a you scared puppy. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was that was my favorite. I lied. That was my favorite part. <laughs> okay, it's it's awesome that he is now putting out bumper stickers because that is like. Damn, dude, that's a clap back. Yeah. You got it. Um, he looked afraid. Like also, even his body language looked afraid. But everyone who's complaining about Bernie yelling right. should what? should quite frankly be endorsing his you know uh, universal health care plan because you know then he will be able to get the hearing aids that he so desperately needs. <laughs> he just can't hear himself. <laughs> <laughs> But also, have you met a Jewish person from Brooklyn who speaks quietly? <laughs> like, has that ever happened? Amara um, tropes. Um, I'm sorry. No, you're, I'm, you're right. Let me let me one second. I'm half Jewish, half Catholic, and it is a very different experience at both family events. One is very loud, and one is very reserved. And I will let you figure out which one is which. <laughs> Bernie Sanders thinks he is in line at Russ and Daughters, trying to change his order at the last second. <laughs> Excuse me. It's loud in the delis. Extra, okay. <laughs> extra capers. <laughs> <laughs> no mustard. But <laughs> I said no mustard. <laughs> you think he would go for like a classic locks, a locks, maybe maybe something with a spicy, a, a nice spicy brown mustard. Should, Good sh- everything bagel. Schmear. We, we should, spicy we should brown ask him. Mustard. That sh- that should be our our goal, just to get the answer to that question. Yo, we, get, <laughs> we need to get Bernie Sanders on this podcast to ask him exactly what he would order at Russ and Daughters. We're gonna go. We're gonna go through the whole menu with him and not ask a single policy question. No, like, I, I want to submit I this. Mean, qu- we don't really need to. Yeah. That'll yeah. still be better than CNN. Yeah. yeah. It, no, it, it, it's, you know, we would, it's more informative. Yeah, we would, we would submit that question. 
then you know, Jack Tapper would phrase it like, yeah, so we heard that you liked the pastrami rye with Russian dressing. Um, <laughs> 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 and you've been silent on the controversy. Uh, would, you like to, would you like to explain that? <laughs> Actually. Please explain. No, no, would you like to Please explain? explain? Please explain. <laughs> Please, I love how they kept it, it like, for, for quote-unquote questions, they kept saying, like, um... You have said, or like your position is blah blah blah. Please respond. It's like, damn, you are really just giving them <laughs> yeah. open reign. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was it was interesting uh, the way that CNN like very transparently framed the debate as Bernie and Bernie and Warren like against everyone else. Like it's like the two progressives fighting off like these like more moderate centrist candidates. I, I love that they did that because it backfired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they thought they thought they were gonna take take them down, and no, they just fucking destroyed everything. It's like that scene in All Quiet on the Western Front where the Germans go or the French go over the line and they just get machine gun down, but instead of French soldiers, it's like John Delaney. <laughs> Uh, Beto, yeah, yeah, literally every single time Beto came on the stage, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, he is still running. I kept forgetting that he was even there. You just like miss the six foot four dude. Well, it's hard to miss him, you know, or it's easy to miss him when he's not standing on a table. Yeah. <laughs> he's out of his element. Yeah. <laughs> standing on a table, doing push ups. Outside of that, can't recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dang, let's do push ups in the airport while we wait for a flight. Or let's uh, how about we skateboard through the Whataburger? I quit. would quit yeah, if I was like, on that campaign. Yeah. I'd be yep. like, you know, I'm actually going to see if I can change my flight. <laughs> Well, John Delaney staffers want to quit. Apparently, they've asked they've asked him to drop out. I heard that about Hickenlooper's staff too. No, he's yeah. done. Oh. Hickenlooper, he's uh, well, uh, rumor, but it's yeah. pretty strong rumor. He's uh, running for Senate now uh, in Colorado. Uh, okay, yeah, you should have been doing that anyway, bro. Yeah. Long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> I feel like a lot of these candidates should be probably there. Like just. You know, yeah, I mean, you don't need just because anyone can run run for president doesn't mean everybody should. <laughs> yeah, the Senate's a pretty good gig. It pays good money. You get health care for life. No term limits. And right. you know, quite frankly, most of those people, most I would love to have in the Senate. Actually, all of them I would love to have in the Senate over literally any Republican, because you know. Even even some fucking moron like John Delaney, it's like, okay, well, you know, you can be strong-armed into having to stand with the party. Um, but, you know, it is positive that at least people have to acknowledge, however, you know, however sincerely is up for question, but the candidates do have to acknowledge that people want universal health care, and so they have to be oh well i have a plan and and everyone will get health care it's like yeah i don't know how how like effective it's going to be but it is you know it's an indication that there is a keen awareness that the people are pissed mm -hmm. and that you know the democratic they have to at least say the words yeah you know they don't have to, they, they might not follow through on the action but they know that it's, they have to say the words and if they don't they're fucked mm -hmm. i mean do you, who who was it was it uh, tim ryan that got booed for a minute straight or was it... Um, it was Hickenlooper, right? Yeah, I think it was Hickenlooper. Hickenlooper and Delaney actually both... You're talking about the California Democratic Party? Yeah, they yeah. both did. They both did, actually. Yeah. Hickenlooper and uh, Delaney. One for shitting on Medicare for All, the other one for shitting on socialism. Isn't that when... Uh, yeah, socialism. isn't that when he was like... Medicare say Hickenlooper said socialism is bad. Yeah. 
Medicare Bill. for all was uh, John Delaney, right? Yeah, he's like it's yeah. bad policy. Oh my god! Like, yeah, no, I remember that because that was I think the first time that I like ever saw him, and I was like, "What is this cartoon man doing?" Why is and then they just start booing him, and he's like, uh, and like keeps trying to like start talking again, but they just don't stop booing. Also, all these all these people are polling far below Medicare for all. Like Medicare yeah. for all is yeah. just surging, and these oh, people yeah. are barely there above like four percent. Yeah, <laughs> they cannot break one percent. Yeah, you're, you're gonna listen to the nerd about what's popular in high school. No, okay. <laughs> Yeah, there was a uh, Hickenlooper. Like it was a pretty good clapback. He was like, you know, you know, I, I just want to say, I know a thing or two about marketing, and there's no way you're gonna be able to market to the people to give up their private insurance. And like somebody's like, wow, you really know marketing? Use it on your fucking campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, have no intention of doing that. <laughs> I'm not here for myself. I'm here for the American people. All right. Well, let me be clear. We're going to take the uh, marketing and we're going to spread it all around. Yeah, like it, it really uh, didn't help um, CNN and just the centrist in general because they put they put a, a Warren and Bernie the middle against the centrist B team, you know, yeah. like <laughs> Kamala, and Bur- Kamala and Biden are, you know, I think the only, you know, somewhat viable um, centrists and they were, you know, the, the very next night. So that, that was also very, very good to see. All right, and we're back, and uh, uh, I've turned my microphone on now, uh, so it should sound a lot better. Good job. <laughs> and we're moving on to uh, night two of the debate. You know who else had their microphone turned off? <laughs> By dark conspiring forces, Marianne Williams. That's, that's right. That's and right. Andrew Yang, who I thought did okay in the second debate. He did okay, um... His his answer on climate change was actually kind of uh, well. It was probably a little too surreal. It's probably the problem. He's like, "Look, we're all fucked. Get to higher ground." Well, he, you know, I'm sorry, but he's right. He's like, not, not wrong. Yeah, I know. It was just too surreal. I, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't I, like to hear it. I don't. Think, I really don't like to hear it because we live in a basin. <laughs> everything, everything that he Iron says what? is more or less right. He's just like, I mean, I don't think that he is capable. Of like you know doing a national political campaign, you know I think he would be very good as like some kind of like technocratic like head of some department because uh, clearly he is intelligent and sees the totally real apocalypse that is hurtling towards us. But I don't think people are really ready to like seriously admit that. And even if they are, I don't think that they're ready to both admit that and be like. And yes, I'm going to vote for the guy whose answer is give everyone a thousand dollars a month. <laughs> you know, you know what his, you know what Andrew Yang's most viable path to the presidency is, uh, the Kiefer Sutherland path. He gets appointed as HUD secretary, is does is uh, named designated survivor, and the Capitol gets blown up during the State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were gonna like explain like a Roman emperor assassination type situation. <laughs> No, I'm uh, explaining the plot of a TV show. Uh, so I um, trailer was awful. <laughs> I I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I I found the second night just so fucking mind-numbingly boring. Yeah. Like I I watched it while I was at work, 
And I was just, I was like, I didn't had, I didn't have anything to do but just watch the debate. But like, like after like the first 20, 20, 30 minutes, I just tuned the fuck out and started playing on my phone while wow, I listened like to it. Being at two jobs at once. Yeah. <laughs> it was so boring and depressing. I mean, the the, hi- the highlight was um, Tulsi. That's right. Oh, yeah. uh, Kamala Harris. I which, did perk up a bit after that. Like, I really like. I expected uh, Kamala to have like a much better like response to this, and it mm-hmm. was just like you're an Assad apologist. Yeah, it was just like the worst <laughs> response <laughs> ever. The Russians. Yeah, the Russians. Now, what, did she, what did she say initially? Though she's like, I was uh, elected the attorney general, and I had to do hard work. I was like. Yeah, that was like her. Okay, in- suck sucks to have that job. You shouldn't have run for it then. Yeah, I guess yeah. right. I don't know. Also, like the way how personally that she's like, and she laughed about it when she was asked, like the little details that got her. Mm. She didn't have any she, response yeah, for that. Yeah, she was completely blindsided, just like Biden was blindsided by her uh, in the in the first set of debates. And it's like these are your most glaring policy issues. You, you have don't have a response, prepared. right? Exactly. Like like for the last several like the last several months, people have been just fucking like going in on her like online on like on twitter you like you'd think that she would have a better response prepared for all those attacks but the thing is is that she is really proud of her record and so is fucking biden neither of them will apologize for these things and like you know she's like oh i you know i feel bad about like the you know whatever the drug convictions that were handled handled poorly or like you know i didn't know that my office had been arguing that, uh, you know, like, uh, prisoners w- should stay longer because of cheap labor, which is a thing that happened that she did not know about. But it's like, okay, like, what the fuck is an apology supposed to do here? Um, and it's the same for Joe Biden, you know? I cannot believe that he had the gall to be like, oh, well, you know, in my record, I just recently uh, a chain, like, got rid of the, the crack and powder cocaine sentencing disparity. Like... You are the fucking person who created that disparity and put tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people behind bars for life to be slave labor for decades. You cannot be like, oh, you know, a couple years ago, I changed my Hyde Amendment, changed my mind. You know, I'm a good guy now. Like, shut the fuck up. God, you fucking cretin. It's pretty awful. Yeah, it's pretty, he's like he's like the I don't, and like I here's the thing is like he was really awful, and I don't know if his support will drop. That is the incredible thing is like <laughs> that's why Yang Gang is right. We are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's gonna win. He's gonna win in in the uh, in the sense that he will be right and we will all be fucked <laughs> but yeah. not in the sense that he will have any uh, ability to do anything about it i just yeah. still can't get over the moment in the first debate like the very first debate with biden when when they're like what are you going to do when you become president and his response is I'm gonna defeat Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's shit like that. that he's, he's so just not on the ball. He's not on the ball. Yeah, he's, he, like you like you said, he's there's a little haze going yeah. on up here for Biden. Like, we, like <laughs> around like debate four or five, we need to like have a supercut of just all of the Bidenism. Or like one of the, my favorite Bidenism of this debate is when he freaking called Cory Booker uh, Mr. President <laughs> or, or, or referred to him as president, and then. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, wait, did Biden just endorse Booker? (laughs) (laughs) No, he just, um, (laughs) his brain is melting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Second debate, uh, you know, I, I am not a huge fan but Bill de Blasio was nice to have on stage to just fucking harass Biden about those deportations. Um, which, is, which is actually the other very good thing about the debate is that it did kind of bring up the fact that Obama's legacy needs to be criticized and scrutinized because these problems didn't fucking come out of nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. Trump's been, been president festering. for three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Decades, decades, and decades, oh, centuries. I would, I would say. Yeah, and and the Democrats are going to have to have a reckoning with Obama's record on immigration. Otherwise, the exact same fucking thing is going to happen. Obama deported was it three million, you mm-hmm. know, fucking immigrants. So how are we going to trust that someone's going to truly fix the immigration system <laughs> if they if they can even say that that's a bad thing? Like, are you fucking kidding me? He literally cannot apologize for anything yeah. that he has done. Been, in that sense, he's extremely similar to Trump. Yeah, Yesterday. he's been using my, 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 the, my black friend defense over and over and over and over and over. His black friend is Obama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> last last night when uh, we were we – were, so we were walking through Traverse City uh, on our way to the theater where the Chapo show was. And uh, as we're walking, like my friend Isaac and I were walking next to each other and behind us, there is this woman like talking on the phone with someone and she says something like, I just I don't understand why everyone's criticizing Obama. I mean, he's such a popular president. <laughs> and like Isaac and I like had like we held it in for like, you know, until she like until she walked like in the other direction. I was like, I don't think we're going to the same place. <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side, though, shout out to Traverse City because there are people like I I heard someone walking by me at one point and she went like, no, I don't know how much you listen to the mainstream media. Same and lady. she's like, oh, it was the same lady. Same That's lady. unfortunate. Yeah, same lady. Damn it. I had hope. <laughs> oh, no more shout out. I crushed take it back. It. Crushed. Crushed. <laughs> My dreams I have been crushed. What's her name? Karen? Uh, probably wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, it was, I thought uh, being in just one more moment on the Chapo stuff in Traverse City, I thought it was really funny how they mentioned uh, they had on their debate night party, they had uh, some very fun socialists and some very confused old people. Yeah. <laughs> and, that was, and that's uh, that's Traverse City. Yeah, I mean, it was it was for the film festival. And their their debate uh, their debate show their live debate show I mean it was free um, so I'm sure just some random old people just strolled in patrons of the uh, yeah the theater and just like oh we'll go watch the debate there mm. this is not Pot Save America <laughs> <laughs> what an awful name <laughs> so I, I watched the I, I don't know if you guys um so like there was like a um, Morning Joe interview with uh, Kamala the day after. Oh, really? And it was really great because you could tell she was like still shook. <laughs> and she's like, she's just like looking deeply into Joe Scarborough's eyes and is like, don't fucking ask me about Tulsi. Don't you fucking do it. And like, he's just like softballing. But the entire time she's like getting fidgety. And she had the gall to say, and I shit you not. She's like, you know, 
it was a good debate, but I just think we should be focusing on the ideas and not attacking one another. Like, you didn't just, like, completely eviscerate and plan to eviscerate Joe Biden last time. Yeah. And, whoa, have t- whoa, whoa. and have t-shirts ready. Yeah, yeah. t-shirts ready. Like, that was the plan. The next like, day. premeditated murder, for sure. Uh, yeah, at least Elizabeth Warren only casually murders. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a was murder out of emotion. It was a murder of passion. It was a crime, crime of passion. passion. Crime of passion. Sure. <laughs> because we all know how passionate Elizabeth Warren is. Yes, I mean she's she's fiery, fiery. She has a feisty. She has that Cherokee warrior in her. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> she has one percent of a Cherokee warrior in her. I think it was like one one thirty second of a percent. Yeah, <laughs> which, which the tribe then rejected. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh uh, yeah, we don't want you. <laughs> no. uh, you want to talk about Russian bot hysteria? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it was like after uh, what wasn't that uh, after like Tulsi uh, ripping into Kamala? Like yeah, everyone I mean, was that saying, is exactly that, what set it off. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like uh, Kamala is under attack by Russian bots. Obviously, it's the, that's the only explanation. This is coming the same lady that said the uh, Kaepernick thing was uh, yeah. Russian bots too. Yeah, so. I was gonna say, wasn't she already on the Russian bots thing? Yeah, she's, she's all about it. Like she, anytime her campaign really does shitty, she's on the train. It's 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 the Russians. This yeah. is. This is somewhere in between, like, the Democrat version of the NPC meme and fake news. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, definitely, like, people's brains are just totally annihilated from Trump. Yeah, I mean, it makes yeah. me think that, and like, Mueller. um, Rachel Maddow must be running, like, the PR for, like, Kamala or something. Comms. <laughs> like, she's got yeah. the comms, like, on control. She's like... Oh, you have a problem? I got a fix for that. Russia. (laughs) And and they think that, you know, that they're so intelligent until they meet someone from outside the bubble. Like, when she said that a Russian bot thing at Charlemagne's uh, show, like, you even just see Charlemagne, he's like, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh. Like, like, what the fuck are you saying? He's like, yeah, no, you're you're right. There aren't racist people in America. All our problems are from Russia. Russian bots kept burning their Nike shoes. I don't know how they got them. Yeah, you see a Russian bot, you know, possessed the white dude to call me a nigger on the subway, too. (laughs) (laughs) They're working on the astral plane now. They can can just hack into your brain and make you say any any language. Yeah, they've been ha- they've yeah. been hacking they've been hacking into Becky's worldwide, and you know we need to. That's, <laughs> that's, stop that's this what menace. happened with Roseanne Barr. I'm gonna say she was using Ambien when she yeah. should use the excuse of Russia the entire right. time. Right. Who owns Ambien? Well, you know, the Ambien, Russian the asset, Ambien, maybe. The Ambien lowers your psychic defenses for you know. <laughs> this whole election cycle is like this whole election cycle is like the worst episode of Black Mirror ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's called the Kremlin creeps in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me read a Return couple of the tweets. Queen. <laughs> I've got, got a couple tweets. tweets here about um, you know the Tulsi Gabbard being, and I mean you guys all know why she's in a, in a sod show, right? Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, but ex- explain it for everyone else. So yes, in case you don't know, um, Tulsi is 
very anti uh, regime change intervention kind of foreign policy, uh, which means that she wants to pull out of Syria. You know, she actually does. And I think it is fair to point out that she does not talk about the fact that Assad is using like chemical weapons and, you know, just I mean, is a horrible person in general, um, which I don't think is a reason to go into Syria either. But, um, you know, so she was given a lot of shit for that because she met with Assad three years ago or something. So, you know, she is apparently in Russia's pocket because she does not she personally does not want to see that regime change so it can continue to be a Russian proxy in the Middle East. So given that um, my my first gem <laughs> it, um, prediction for Facebook users, certain lefties are going to see the zone flooded with Tulsi Gabbard comments and attacks on Kamala Harris that will look weird and maybe not exactly homegrown. What the what? <laughs> Do you use the the term homegrown like like the homegrown terrorists, <laughs> white supremacists? <laughs> yeah, yes, those, yeah, no, we we the fucking we, audacity. Uh, we need some down home. Racism. Yeah, I need, some, the, I need some homegrown terrorists. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that old school shit. Homegrown, homegrown criticism of Kamala Harris would would just be <laughs> American racism. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so second one. Uh, someone said. Okay. So someone. The article title is Tulsi Gabbard dismantles Kamala Harris over her prosecutor record. Um, okay. So the first comment is. And what's the top story at Russia today, this morning after the Dem debate? Of course, what everyone saw, right? Social media going wild for, for Tulsi Gabbard, populist, after she went after establishment Dem Harris, who happens to be on the Senate Intel Committee, uh, in parentheses, Russia investigation. This is then retweeted by someone who... Is supposedly, and well, I mean, I, I don't see why they would be lying, but presumably a political analyst at fucking MSNBC who then comments, this is a clear example of Russian disinformation happening in real time. A hashtag created and promoted by Russia Today against Kamala Harris and supporting Rep Gabbard, who is an apologist for another Putin puppet, Bashar Assad. Bashar Assad, this is a sign that Harris is seen as a threat. No, the I sign that she's weak. I fucking kill myself. <laughs> Yo, I'd rather take the like the love people. Yeah, like, no, I, I yeah, they're less deluded. Yeah. They are, and like they're at least they're like nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me like give me Empress Coachella over fucking <laughs> Kamala the cat. Yeah. No, thank you. I actually also saw one other tweet that was clearly inspired by this. Um, this and, uh, you know, the Warren comments about uh, uh, preemptive strikes being completely unacceptable. But um, this person who uh, is an ardent leftist, according to their profile, says, <laughs> We need to get away from the anti-war shit. Iraq and Vietnam were mistakes, but overcorrecting for them is a mistake, too. 500,000 dead Syrians are the legacy of the anti-war mindset. 
what? <laughs> I, I read that after waking up yesterday, and pretty much my entire day was ruined. Yeah, I can see why. What the fuck? Well, those and, were certainly our words. And it was just the, a huge thread of, like, leftist hawks. It's 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 all of those Leftist fucking hippies talks. in Syria with their anti-war messages, yeah, and you know dropping peace bombs that are killing all of those civilians. Yeah. it's it's definitely not war. I mean, I mean, I think that the implication is really like, oh well, their blood is on our hands because we're not over there killing people, right? Like, right. oh yeah, because that would make it not our fault. Good call. Break out the white phosphorus, boys. <laughs> because, um, you know, drone strikes don't kill people. But yeah, no, that, that, this shit's wild. <laughs> this shit's absolutely wild. See, this is why I don't go on Twitter. I, I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> I saw a tweet, though, on the opposite end of this spectrum about uh, Tulsi that I did like. Uh, and this is just like a th- like um, a bashing tweet, but it was like Hawaiians really know how to roast a pig. <laughs> oh, so someone showed that to me last night. Who was who was that? That was oh me. Oh, <laughs> yes. Wow. So, wow. Twitter. It's a mixed bag. (laughs) You know, it reminds you, it reminds you why you're there. (laughs) So often, just like the twinkling of light. So. An apple in the eye, as it were. Or in the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I love love an apple in my mouth. Um, So the, 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 the next, uh. So the next round of debates, or hopefully the next debate. I Call hope them. Where, Call them. Where are they? Or where is it? Hopefully, where is it? Uh, it's going to be in Texas. Texas. Uh, yeah, I think it's, they're supposed to be in like uh, Houston or uh, one of those one of the big cities down there. Turn okay. it on the heat. Yeah. Hopefully, it's awesome. That was like home court advantage, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can stand I, on all the podium. <laughs> okay. Actually, I like Don't how... One to the other. <laughs> I like how Beto's pitch is essentially... If I'm the nominee, I will deliver Texas. As if, like, all the other states don't matter. It's like, wait, 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 dude. You're going to deliver the state... You lost. ...where you lost to the guy who lost to Donald Trump. (laughs) You're going to beat Donald Trump there? (laughs) Okay. We got to get this guy on the ticket. (laughs) Sound logic. I like it. Well, the next next debate that's happening uh, in Texas uh, requires or requires a... What is it? Thir- uh, One hundred and thirty thousand unique donations. Yep. One hundred and thirty thousand unique donations, uh, and or depending on if we get to the twenty max, which I don't think we will. Um, God willing. Oh God, I fucking hope. Three percent. Stop donating. It's two. You can be right. It can <laughs> Please. Be two, who, who who is still I, donating to, to Delaney? Stop it. Stop, stop it. it. No more. Right get now. a hold of yourself. I mean, I think that that two percent cutoff will probably kill most of those. Yeah. Fucking idiots, oh yeah. Since most of them aren't even pulling at one, right? Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, uh, who who's gonna who's gonna drop out? Hickenlooper. I want to say Delaney, but I don't. 
I don't know. I don't think I get the, the raw hubris of that man. That human thumb he is, is hanging on. He's going to be like fucking John Kasich in the Republican primary where he would just not fucking drop out. And he was like oh campaigning against Trump until like he was the only one. Right. It's like the day before the convention. He's like already lost. He's like, I can do it. Come on, never <laughs> Trumpers. Like I, there will be a revolt among the uh, electoral voters. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. Too. <laughs> too much faith in that American democracy. Yeah. I mean, you would think that Delaney would drop out like sometime very shortly after how he just got absolutely fucking wrecked. Uh, last Tuesday. He's probably looking at those New York Times fucking reviews, though. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they, they, they read some, uh, the Chapo thing, they read some uh, New York Times reviews of the debate, and uh, I shit you not, like, they gave Delaney uh, 8 out of 10 and higher, actually. Oh, I read some of those reviews, and uh, Warren and uh, Bernie punching down was, like, their like yeah. attack on, on them. Because, you know, they're punching down on the lesser-known candidates like Delaney, and that's definitely punching down punching down on fucking pharma execs and shit. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> else is up there besides the two of them like we're gonna amy and clobica well, like, because like they're like oh they didn't not, fucking fight each other down. i'm mad like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. on the weak ones guys i would call it less punching down and more you know like stepping on a really small animal <laughs> well or like you know like the, they gave them sacrificial lambs and they just finished the yeah, job yeah, no, <laughs> I, 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 actually this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about you know sacrifice i think we need to take up the aztec thing you know and just throw delaney uh, to the gods now i'm just imagining like uh you guys remember that scene in jurassic park where they take like the goat and they lower it down <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> And then the people at New York Times are like, wow, that fucking goat took him on. <laughs> took Ryan's car in the bathroom. <laughs> Shit in my legs. <laughs> What's hilarious is I don't, I don't think CNN knew they were doing that. Like, I think for some weird reason, they thought that they were putting these people up against Bernie and Warren. They thought they were going to, like, take them down a notch. But I think that they probably thought that uh, uh, Judge would do a lot better. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. a lot of the New York Times people really love Buttigieg. I yeah. mean, they're the, like people. Because he acts write, so presidential. I mean, that's pretty much his pitch, isn't it? Yeah. Well, did you guys see the um, the donor map that they released in New York oh Times? Oh, my God. Because that, that explains like, like a lot of the Buttigieg thing. Because like there was uh, they did it like by a geographical area. And you could tell like go to like any city that you live in or know and like look for like the rich areas. And like that's like Buttigieg area. Rich white liberals. Oh, yeah. hmm? Say rich white liberals. Yeah. Yep. They fucking love that shit. Like, I uh, saw a map of um, New York area and it was very funny because like Upper Manhattan was Buttigieg. Um, <laughs> like. Williamsburg new like Brooklyn hipster area was Warren and then like up in the Bronx it was all Bernie <laughs> like, yeah. very informative well, there, yeah. was a, there was a recent poll it was a poll of people like voters who make over a hundred thousand a year and obviously Buttigieg was like he was at the top of the poll it was like 30 some percent or something yeah. it was like quite high and Sanders was down to the bottom of four percent <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder what would happen if um, Warren or not Warren uh, Harris and Buttigieg really went at each other because they are both like centrist or like centrist liberals darlings. You know, the, the I mean, I 
people who fancy themselves progressive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they love them. Like, who, who well, yeah. would they... Yeah, they're woke. Who, yeah. Well, here's, yeah. the, here's yeah. the thing. Like, Buttigieg and Kamala, I think, are the candidates for non-queer and non-black, pe- non-black voters who, like, think that they're progressive. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't disagree with that statement. Yeah, they're woke because like of their like um, supporting of like identity politics essentially, yeah. like in like the devoid devoid yeah. of like actual representation of yeah. those said communities. Plus, on so, on some level, I think that um, you know just the that the establishment you know just knows that an old white dude is not going to be able to carry you know this just this uh, this capitalist base uh, anymore because uh, Obama was like a almost like an anomaly you know you yeah. needed someone that was just a great speaker great orator you know you need someone to sell them on all this bullshit to put a nice face <laughs> on it yeah, yeah put a nice put a nice face and, on and it obama put a very nice like he was aesthetically exactly what a lot of those people were like okay this makes me a lot more comfortable with the endless war that is necessary in order to continue this imperial situation yeah he made drone strikes palatable he's so nice that's that that theory right that like society is like there's a gasket and every once in a while you gotta let a little steam out or the Mm. people get you know too rowdy you can't control them anymore Mm -hmm. but like the machine's falling apart so uh you know reference kind of doesn't work anymore yeah and biden he's he's not long for uh, i mean he's gonna he's definitely gonna be one of the last ones standing but i don't see him outlasting uh either uh, um Buttigieg or uh, or Kamala, I, I just think that Kamala had a bad night, but I think that you know, she, as far as being one of the last centrists left standing, I think that she's right up there. Oh, I think I think a lot of I think she's going to be the one that people are going to go for mm-hmm. because because she does uh, you know check off you know she's a woman she's quote unquote progressive she's quote unquote progressive which is the big one to like you know. Look, look, we're, we're not choosing, you know, uh, Delaney or Biden or any of these, like, obviously, like, right end of the party people. We're like, we're choosing a quote unquote progressive. Yeah. And she's a black woman. Well, and since like is, 2010. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty much like the whole phenomenon of, uh, you know, you have this huge awareness of like systemic racism and everything. And one of the issues that becomes the, that people are, you know, just fixated on is representation and like, you know, I mean, not that there's anything that, not that it's not important, but it's like, damn, um, I would not vote for Kamala Unless she had an impeccable policy record, like like what what would you say if she were to make it so you would get um, grants if you were a Pell Grant recipient, you started a business for five years in disadvantaged communities, opposed to three years? Would would that turn you if, <laughs> if it was five years running <laughs> a business in a disadvantaged community? Or this a wiggle room on that? <laughs> okay, you know what. I changed my mind. I think it's time for a woman president. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's time, guys. Uh, the Cheneys should be banned from politics forever. And the Bushes. And the Clintons. And the McCain's. And the McCain's. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. God. Better from TV they, and politics. Yeah, no, no, we should never. Honestly, Kennedy's too. I'm sorry. But yes. You've been yeah, here yeah. too long. All of them. All Just of go. Them. If, you, if your family has served in more than 10 like federal offices... Then done. You, you are not allowed You're to done. speak publicly on any issue. That was like that time. I don't know if you guys remember. I like actually, uh, this is like one of the things I actually really like about Bernie too is uh, his son, uh, um, was like stepson, I guess, but uh, Levy uh, ran um, for office, and uh, Bernie refused to endorse him because he doesn't like the idea of nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm sure he'd be great. I'll let the voters decide. Come on, Dave. Um, uh, that does remind me. Uh, yeah, no. Hunter Biden is the. Uh, he can stay. He can stay. He's good. <laughs> when does that stuff start to come out? Because that has not, like, that has not really Yo, surfaced I, at all. And I think, I think that that. I am not looking forward to that because I think that that's actually like very nasty. His his story is very depressing. Hunters, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like to use that as fodder against, uh, you know, I mean, a guy whose record is just so heinous that like, why would you even need to move outside of that? I, I, there is something that like just really rubs me wrong about being like. So your son is addicted to crack and did such and such and, you know, uh, relapsed a billion times. What do you say about that? Like, yeah, uh, great. You are a fat. I don't know, dude. Sounds like a sounds like a hit at Breitbart. Yeah, no, I I mean, this is that is pretty much what we are hurtling towards at this point. Love, though, that like Breitbart was the like, we'll be like, oh, civility, blah, 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 blah. But then they're going to like run hit pieces like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Total hypocrites. Yeah, Biden. He just he just has so much, so many terrible things going for him that we. I mean, we really just don't need to go after his son. <laughs> I okay. I have one last thing about the debates. I just remembered that uh, Biden said to De Blasio about the immigration thing. He was like, "Well, you know, I would not, um, you know, disclose." Uh, a private conversation in public, uh, which is something that I don't know that you would do, you know, or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like, wait, dude, you came out in support of gay marriage before anyone else in the Obama administration, and then they were fucking scrambling because they had been like, oh, we support civil unions, and he just, you know... Talked about those on TV. He He's just like- walked out on TV, and he was like... I'm just going to riff for a second here, y'all. <laughs> I'm feeling myself. Uh, so much hypocrisy on that, man. Just, like, nonstop. Nonstop. I, don't, I just, like, honestly, like, at this point, like, if you're looking at anyone other than, like, Warren or Bernie, like, I just question your, your mental state. <laughs> You don't think the Marianne Williamson supporters are fine? <laughs> I support Medicare for all for a number of reasons, and that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, she, 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 
I, she had never had me before, you know. Just it was, that, is that oh, yeah. It was yeah. a, I think some people have passed that ironic yeah. stage though, and like, oh they're like, no, they're 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 straight up yeah. about it. It's, it's exactly they've been, like, they've been fucking irony poison. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like when we were sharing Tide Pod memes. I have irony, and then pretty soon people started actually eating them. Like, no, yeah. no, 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 don't no, do that. Don't eat it. Well, it's, you know what kind of freaks me out about don't that though? Is it? Is it kind of like reminds me of the way Trump came up? Like he just like attached on. To this crazy like a strain of society and they all like came out of nowhere yeah and they don't vote right so yeah. what if all these crazy love people just show up and vote <laughs> like i think most of them probably already do i imagine that she appeals to like a like a, a middle upper middle class kind of crowd but i could be wrong yeah like that um definitely like the suburban like wine mom Oh well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's got to be the bread and butter. Sells like crafts and crystals, like on the weekends. She made her career, um, you know, working with gay men in Southern California. So that's you know another pretty upper middle class. Mm -hmm. She's now like Oprah's spiritual guru or something. Yeah, so like, you know, I don't think she's like that bad or anything. Oh no, there there are some questionable things that have come out about. Her involvement in um, in AIDS activism. That, oh yeah, pretty uh, pretty awful actually. Yeah, it's. Can you guys extrapolate a little bit? Uh, it's it's like akin I don't to know like no details, and I, I frankly I, don't want to. It's just it it's upsetting. I mean, it's akin to like pray 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 it away kind of stuff, like more oh. or less like just like kind of like you know like healing with the power of love when you know it's. Oh, like, wasn't that what we were supposed to do for, um, doesn't she tweet about that, about, um, there's some, like, natural disaster or something that we were supposed to pray away? It was a oil spill. We were supposed to pray away the oil spill. We were supposed to close the Horizon Gulf oil (laughs) well with our minds. Yeah, we have to envision the hole being plugged. (laughs) No oil, but essential oil. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a huge essential oil tanker spill in the Gulf of Mexico. (laughs) The fish have all become woke. (laughs) Well, uh, we're out of time here, so we got to wrap up. Um, thanks for, thanks for listening. This <laughs> Thanks for listening this week. Um, make sure you subscribe to our show. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Google play, Spotify. Uh, if you like our show, you should go give us a rating on iTunes cause it'll help other people find our show. Um, also you can find us on Facebook at state of the revolution. You can find us on Twitter at S O T R pod. Um, and if you like our show and you want to give us your money, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. We want to start producing more content on a regular basis, but we need your help in order to do that. So, uh, signing off, I'm Benjamin Klon. I'm Matthias Brimmer. Mara Zemberg. I'm Joseph Hardy. Find us at Joe. Three O, three three O. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, that's Zachary Reinhardt. And scene. And scene. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs>